the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. That we're kind of back almost to be reopened. Um, acknowledging the days of the week makes sense now. You don't have Woo-hoo! to. Yeah, when we were shut All down. Day. Yeah, when we were shut down, people had to actually like wear underwear that had the days of the week in it because, you know, every day was Saturday. Nobody blended was together. Yeah, every, everything blended together. So here we are on hump day. Uh, major breaking news on, on, on this hump day. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170. Um, it seems as though all the, the topics of the day had one through line for me today, and it is the Dems double down. The Dems never admit when they were wrong because it's never about the initial issue that they say it's about. It's always about death by a thousand cuts, an inch, an inch, an inch at a time to get to their end game, which is the transformation of America into its Marxist utopia. And so they can't sell that on truth or lies or facts. It's always sold on uh, false narratives that are being pushed out. They, they're they like the old National Enquirer, right? Who remembers those old rags to where they would have like maybe a tiny little piece of fact in there? Um, you know, there might be a boy, you know, who somehow met a wolf, but, you know, then they got it where boy was raised by wolves. And so that's really that's really how the the Dems play their games. And they're also masters at word games. And so I get all every story that we have to talk about tonight, whether it's an update on the Bubba Smollett story, whether we're talking about the latest with coronavirus, whether we're talking about the news breaking today for Major General Flynn, it all has to do with. The Dems doubling down on a lie, shifting the narrative, changing the goalpost, never admitting that they're wrong, and the American people just continuing to get beat down and beat down and beat down into submission with little to no pushback by the Republican Party. I'm, we've got a you know great lineup of guests as usual for you guys, but I'd love to hear your perspective. I think as we go into November, it's not about doomsday. It's not about saying, oh gosh, you know... Woe was me. The Dems are, are working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 to beat us into submission to get their will. Therefore, we might as well give up. Things are doomed. No, I think we have reason to be optimistic as we're going into this election. But we got to work because the Dems are working hard all day, every day. We've got Harmeet Dillon, RNC committee woman here and brilliant constitutional attorney who works 18 hours a day with her law practice and still dedicates her time for this country and doing what she can do as an activist. We've got Curtis Ellis from America First PAC who's going to be back with us. They've got, they're going to be here to weigh in on all the topics of the day, but we will make time for you and your calls if you chime in. Later on in the show, uh, my buddy here at Potato Skins and I are going to be talking some pop culture and some cancel culture stuff going on. So we're going to get to all that because the um, under the under the guise of avoiding e- e- black eraser, 
a black or erasure or eraser, however you want to say it, of of black people. It's really quite the opposite happening now. So the cancel culture culture thing is something we've got to stay on top of and push back against. Speaking of culture, you can uh, we are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook Live. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Don't know how long I'm going to be there because everybody's jumping over to Parlor. I actually opened my Parlor account today, and one of the listeners of the show said that we need to make a mental note of this to change the bumper to not just tell people to follow me on Facebook and Twitter, but I'm on Parlor now, P-A-R-L-E-R. And my handle there is the same as it is on Twitter and the same as it is on Instagram. It is at Andrea K Show. All right, so bringing in my man who keeps it rolling every night of the week here and who will take your calls and will be joining me later to discuss, well, and, and throughout the show, I hope, it's my buddy, it's DJ Potato Skins. We are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. It will include and across the board. DJ Potato Skins. Hey, do they do Parlor Live, kind of like on Facebook? Do you like a streaming like live thing we could put on there? Ooh, good question. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. It's really weird. One of the things that's odd there is that... Um, some of my friends like Schlichter who was on last night's show he's been on there for a year my friend John Cardillo has a lot of people have been on for a year now and they've got a tip button on their profile so I'm like <laughs> that's, that's tip first. your talk show host uh, well yeah t- yeah tip you yeah I mean you know what if they could have a tip jar out at the dry cleaner when I bring in my clothes <laughs> and I get charged $35 you know to, to you know wash a blouse you know if they can have a tip jar yeah why can't why can't we we media people have a tip jar I really hope whether you know everybody gets on it or not is to be seen but i really hope it takes off because it's a great alternative to people you know that are tired of being censored well absolutely because you look at what control the message and you control minds control minds and you can control the outcome of the elections and i'm all for free enterprise i'm all for the idea that if a business wants to require you to wear a mask Okay, you should have the option as as the consumer should have the option of whether or not to go in to participate in or patronize that business. What's happened, the argument of, well, these are free enterprises, these are free businesses is lost with the fact that they are no longer just content providers. They're not doing what Parler is doing, where you just get on there and you just say whatever you want to say. And they're just they're just a a. a, a eraser board uh, for people to post comments on no they're actually getting involved with the publication of what's 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 a content that should be on their site and what's not when they once again they they um they censor they actually permanently suspended a conservative meme maker carpe donctum i think was his name yesterday they um they uh, they didn't suspend president trump but they flagged a tweet of his in which he said that blows my mind yeah and what he had said was we're going to talk to harmeet dillon about what we need to be doing about these protesters, these rioters, these savages that are tearing down property in this country and burning down businesses. That what he said was, and what he was specifically referring to in his tweet was, you don't think you're going to come and set up another chop shop, another Chaz in the D.C. area, because I will shut it down and I will come in with a serious response. And Twitter said that they had to, they had to flag that and, and because it was a threat to people. Um, so clearly the threat is on the part of these savages in this country. The savages that are beating people with two by fours, burning down businesses, shooting people all over this country, destroying property, threatening people. 
Like that video I sent you today. Yeah, there's a, there's a video that Potato Skins put around. The, the viral videos going around of white people get, getting attacked. Kids, white kids being punched and beaten and being videotaped by adults and having it put out there. There is a war going on in this country right now. An absolute war. And let me tell you, we don't have enough Republicans and enough conservatives in it. There's too many conservatives that are sitting on the sidelines thinking that this is just some small fringe of the left. It's not. What happened today? The Republican Party, and I got to ask Carmeet about this when I get a chance. The Republican Party actually put out legislation today for police reform on the basis of George Floyd's death. How many unarmed black men were killed by cops in 2019? Nine. How many whites, unarmed white men, were killed by cops in 2019? 19. How many cops were killed? By suspects, 48 in the year 2019. We do not need police reform in this country. That's insane for the Republicans to be validating. Even worse, I heard a Republican from West Virginia, Carpito, saying, yes, we yeah, we should take down statues that that that, you know, bug some people. But this just isn't the way to do it. Our culture, our entire way of life, our Constitution and everything that this country is about is at stake. And let me tell you. That's that they, they are pushing. Talk about eraser. They are pushing to erase America and its foundations off the map. And the Republican Party and every one of us better get engaged to do it. I tell you who was a hero this week, who if we just had half of the Republican Party with the amount of courage, tenacity, smarts, the will to take on the giant that is the deep state as Sidney Powell, where would we be today? Where would we be? When we had both houses of Congress and we had a Republican, a fearless Republican outsider come into D.C. after the 2016 elections, where would we be if we had had the Republican Party standing with Trump and and pushing back against the deep state as Sidney Powell did on behalf of Michael Flynn? Where could we be as a country right now? We wouldn't be where we are right now. Hat tip to her. God bless her. Uh, Breaking news today. We've been waiting to see what was going to happen uh, an appeals court judge Sullivan had said he wasn't going to drop the case just because the DOJ wanted to drop it. No, he's he's got a black robe. He's got the right to do whatever he wants to do. Right. So a, uh, it was appealed. Sidney Powell appealed. Some people questioned her. Some people said, I don't appeal it. Some people said, you know, let the process play itself out. See, the, that's the establishment type. Oh, just, you know, bow to bow to the mob. Bow to the bow to the rioters. He's a he's a dictator. He's got a black robe on. You got to bow to him, Sydney. No, she filed to the to an appeals court. They issued a ruling today and said Judge Sullivan dismissed the case. That doesn't mean that he's going to dismiss it necessarily. He still has some options. And I suggest to you it's not over. He did issue a stay that his July 16 hearing isn't going to happen, but he didn't. He waited all day before he declared that, but he did not declare that he's going to dismiss the case. Because they're not there, and I guarantee you, even if he does, the deep state will continue to double down. Just like they're doubling down today on the phony lie that was the noose. There was a door pull in the garage of Bubba Wallace. We got to talk about that. They are continuing to double down on the coronavirus lie, the hoax that was perpetrated on the American people that we had to shut down the United States of America because of this virus. They won't admit they're wrong. No, what they do is they double down. They shift the narrative, change the goalpost, all to keep you submitting to their will. And we got to push back against it. Joining me next is Harmeet Dillon, brilliant constitutional attorney. She's kind of like a Sidney Powell, and she's going to be here with some ideas on how we can push back and how we can win. Stay tuned. 
sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170. So much breaking news happening today from the Republican Party putting a police reform bill out there that was filibustered by the Democrats to continued riots happening everywhere to the Democrats. You know, it's it's all about doubling down. They never admit they were wrong. They never because because it was never about a legitimate grievance to begin with. Never a legitimate issue. They're always actually manufacturing crises or exploiting crises for power. Typically pushing out, if not almost exclusively, pushing out lies and false narratives in order to, because they can't sell their Marxist utopia, their Marxist ideology on facts and truths. So it's always doubling down. And when we, when I heard the breaking news uh, doubling down today, like on Bubba Wallace, oh, it was still a noose, he said. So what if it w- wasn't really a noose? Well, I, you know, it, it was a noose. Oh, oh, and guess what? This was this was a good this was good that this happened in NASCAR. They said today this was it was a good thing for them because it gave them racist at NASCAR an opportunity to turn around their reputations. That literally was the narrative today, and and the narrative today when when a circuit court, uh, uh, I think it was a circuit court of appeals, told did a pimp slap on Judge Sullivan and said it's time for you to dismiss this case. Twitter and everybody blew up, doubling down and saying, "Oh, Flynn pled guilty. This is this is Barr politicizing the court system because they." Never admit when they were wrong, ever. And the same thing goes with coronavirus. But here to discuss uh, the latest with what I originally had her on to talk about, and we will in a moment, to talk about what can we actually do? What can the federal government actually do to stop these rioters, rioters, these savages from tearing down our statues? Uh, Here to discuss that um, and more is Harmeet Dillon, RNC committee woman. And as, as I said at the top of the show, she's also just as brilliant of a constitutional attorney and fighting just as hard for our freedoms in this country and to push back against the deep state as our friend Sidney Powell and uh, Harmeet Dillon joins me now. Hi, Harmeet. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, before we talk about your ideas that I haven't heard from anybody else about how we can, what the government can do to stop these savages from tearing down our history and our historical monuments, I got to get your take on uh, the breaking news today on two fronts that has to do with General Flynn. The Court of Appeals telling Sullivan that he needs to dismiss this case. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he will, as well as the news surrounding that, that Sidney had turned over more notes in Strzok's own handwriting, Peter Strzok's own handwriting, that implicate Joe Biden as the one that they all knew. Biden, Comey, and, and President Obama all knew that the phone call was legit with Flynn. They had to come up with some way to continue to, to um, keep him in their sights. And it was Joe Biden himself who said, we need to go after him with the Logan Act. Your thoughts on all of this? Well, I think that the recent uh, handwritten notes revelations today are uh, shocking to most of us. But I think insiders who are aware of these facts, including my friend Sydney, um, you know, that's what really prompted the effort to get General Flynn freed from this um, terrible vice he's been in over the last four years. And so uh, I'm glad that's finally coming out. What it what it shows is a shocking at the highest levels, Obama and Biden and Comey and everybody else in that room weaponizing their office and really corrupting the uh, federal law enforcement for political ends. Uh, That is despicable. Uh, I doubt, frankly, any of them will ever pay because these are political crimes and we don't do 
you know, political prosecutions here in America. But knowing that fact, I think, should set a chill down the spine of every person involved in politics and every citizen really who cares about the integrity of our political system. So I hope people are held accountable. I hope heads will roll. Very little has happened so far. Absolutely. In my opinion, this is this is another form of we've got people riding the streets over police brutality. Well, isn't this police brutality? The top law enforcement agency in the land targeting somebody for political for for criminal prosecution to get them thrown in jail simply for for politics and political reasons. And if Americans don't think that if you don't care about uh, we've become such a short sighted society, you know, if it doesn't fit on a bumper sticker, we don't get it. We've got the attention span of a gnat. Too many Americans don't seem to understand because they hate Trump and therefore they hate Flynn that they don't they don't care that this that this is a bad thing for all Americans. So when Flynn called in Rush today and said this should this is a good thing for all Americans, this should boost uh, the the mindset of Americans that there is still justice, at least in some facet in our justice system. Um, I would like to think that somebody would bear some responsibility. People still expect Durham to at some point. I don't know. Do you think I, I, in the open of the show, I alluded to the fact Democrats always they always double down. They'd never admit they're wrong. They're not going to admit they were wrong here. I don't know that Sullivan's going to admit he was wrong. Um, what are the chances are that you think that he's going to continue to perpetrate this or do you think he's going to finally drop it? Um, no, I think it's it's got to get dropped. I don't, okay. I don't see any. It'll be humiliating for the judge. But, you know, what the dirty secret that's coming out of this for me and that a lot of even liberal um, defense attorneys are kind of gloating about is finally Americans are realizing that the prosecutorial power of federal prosecutors is extreme. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in General Flynn's case. And if they can do it to General Flynn, they can sure as hell do it to you. And in fact, they do do it every day. Uh, Every lawyer who has any criminal defense practice, and I've had that, has had clients who've pled guilty to crimes they did not commit Mm -hmm. because the sentencing guidelines at that time and the consequences of uh, destroying people's lives and their families' lives and their businesses is too extreme. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's... uh, that's 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 no justice. Right. So um, I'm I'm glad it's being exposed. Meanwhile, we've got people running, you know, taking over blocks and blocks of cities, uh, burning down businesses, you know, beating up you know business owners, tearing down monuments and and destroying property all over the place. And they're not getting prosecuted. Some friend of mine tweeted earlier, you know, you pick up a pine cone at a national park somewhere and put it in your purse, or a rock somewhere, or you break off a piece of coral somewhere when you're when you're snorkeling at a a, a some some form of nature preserve and you could be thrown in the pokey. Oh, try to open up a hair salon in the middle of a pandemic and you're going to be arrested. Meanwhile, people are running all over this country, destroying property on federal land all over the place, private property everywhere, and nobody's getting punished. But you have some ideas on what could happen. Right. So step one is the police power of the United States is generally vested in the state. So that's the first place that we look for law and order. And it is only when either a crime occurs on federal property or a federal um, interest is implicated, such as interstate commerce crossing state lines, that you could see a crime prosecuted in federal court or a civil rights violation. So um, we are. You know, let's stipulate that blue states are cowed by these criminals and or sympathetic to them and prosecuted or not bringing charges. That's the case in Portland. That's the case in Seattle. By the way, the mayor of Seattle is a former United States attorney under Obama. So you can imagine if a person who's saying, oh, go ahead and you know, destroy the lives of people and 30,000 30, people, that's totally fine. Peace, kumbaya. That was a former law enforcement head for, oh, for wow. the DOJ for, for Obama. Okay. And that's, it's, I think, 78% of people in, in the state lived in that jurisdiction. So um, 
federal crimes are limited. Okay, so most of these crimes are not occurring that we're talking about here on federal land. But you know, maybe a monument in D.C. Some of the some of the monuments may be covered by the federal park service. So those clearly can be prosecuted under federal law. But there are other criminal federal statutes that could apply. For example, crossing state lines to commit arson of a property that's used in interstate commerce. So any type of a truck, any type of a you know business piece of property that is in interstate commerce, a crime that crosses state lines um, and involves arson, that could be that could be a federal criminal prosecution. Um, uh, so there, there's a federal riot statute that says that crossing state lines uh, to commit a riot. And, and again, the interstate commerce that has to be involved is very minimal. Like you could buy a rag in one place and transport it across state lines and that's interstate commerce. And that's, that's a federal riot act. There's also RICO. RICO, uh, is a literal understood statute, but RICO is basically a criminal enterprise, meaning like the mob, like a business that has been corrupted by a criminal racket. And that means multiple criminal acts, a sort of purpose to commit criminal acts for a particular purpose. Here, my creative thinking here is that a lot of these nonprofits or even organizations like a GoFundMe that is being used to raise raise funds for a Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. entity or an Antifa entity, those are either nonprofits or they're unincorporated associations. Those can be criminal rackets. If they are raising money for purposes of aiding and abetting criminal riot or destruction of property or theft or what have you or rape or whatever it is they're doing, that can be prosecuted under RICO. It just requires two predicate acts. It requires a criminal racket that's distinct from the organization, so a corrupted nonprofit would be perfect. And, um, you know, it has to occur within a certain time period. So RICO could definitely be pursued for many of these crimes. And, you know, by the way, we have 93 United States attorneys. We had a United States, we have a United States attorney right now that the president signed off on in Portland who has done nothing about Antifa. We control the United States attorney's office in Seattle, in New York, in all of these cities where all of this stuff is occurring. The United States has, a, has an office. They're not doing anything. Why That's do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Why isn't Bill Barr directing the U.S. attorneys to do this? This is the most brilliant idea with this RICO thing, because we know that this is a coordinated effort. We know that we know that Black Lives Matter is a funding uh, money laundering scheme for the Democrat Party. And, and there's opportunity here to go after these organizations involved and finding out, follow the money, find out who was uh, delivering all the bricks that were used, all these pallets of bricks everywhere. Um, this was well funded and well organized. Why? Why aren't these U.S. attorneys being unleashed? Okay, the, the real micro picture is a lot of the U.S. attorneys are fat cat lawyers from big law firms who don't want to get their hands dirty with so-called street crime. You know, they're they're looking to feather their nest, just to be blunt. Um, so I think a lot of that is that. But, but you know, at a higher level, the the uh, the and, and frankly, I think the one in, in Portland is a Obama holdover. So of mm-hmm. course, he has no interest in doing anything, you know, for the public good. But the um, the the DOJ has to set priorities. Bill Barr has to come out and say, hey, U.S. attorneys, I want you to go prosecute every single crime occurring in your jurisdiction that local authorities are not prosecuting that falls under one of these federal statutes. Boom. Make it happen. Yeah. They have a huge budget. They have a huge number of people. They have the resources. They have the subpoena power. They have the FBI at their hands and disposal. I mean, think about it. Fifteen FBI agents <laughs> go and investigate a garage door opener loop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where are the same 15 when yeah. people are being assaulted and raped 
in the street. Right. Even if it, even if it was a real noose, even if it wasn't a door pull, I was still questioning the, the second I heard this, I was questioning why the Department of Justice was allocating resources to that. Because let me tell you, Harmony, if somebody took keys to my car and said, die, white woman, uh, because I'm a conservative and I get I get death threats and hate stuff all the time, the DOJ wouldn't send 15 people out to investigate it. So yeah, I know. It, they send zero people. And I get death threats and I can't even get the local police to pay attention to that. So so that's you're right, but it's different different standards, and you know, if you're a famous person, famous black person, you get more attention. Okay. However, thank God it was not a real noose. I'm grateful for that. I grew up in the deep south, and by the way, even Me 45 too. years ago in the deep south, that kind of action wasn't happening. So no. you know, this is whenever I see a noose today, I assume it's fake. So yeah, um, you know, I'm glad it was, but for America, but. Look, uh, the real crimes here are the crimes against our uh, patrimony, the crimes against humanity, the crimes against our history, uh, the destruction of everything that we believe in. And, you know, the reason why my family brought me here to America as a small child is all of our history, our culture and our uh, symbolism that stands for the future, stands for the hope, stands for equality, stands for justice. They're destroying that because they just they want to destroy those principles and what's going to take its place. Nothing good. So it is time for us to stand up for these monuments and fight back. And I, I can tell you, DOJ, if they don't stand up and do that, we're going to have vigilantes defending these uh, statues, and that's yeah. not going to go well either. No, it's not. Well, Harmony Dillon, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. And thank you also for all the work that you do legally. We've had Mark Moiser on a couple of times. I know that he's worked with you guys, and you guys are freedom fighters, and we're just so grateful um, for you and for your firm and for all that you do. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All, All right. right. Take care. Thanks Bye. so much. Bye-bye now. All right. Now, stay tuned because we got Curtis Ellis from America First Pack who's going to be here. We're going to continue the discussion, going to talk about COVID. We might have to talk to him some more about that, uh, about some more about the Bubba Wallace thing. So stay tuned. More coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. The Dems are just doubling down on everything, everything and everywhere because they are they never admit they were wrong. They will not concede on anything. They will continue to lie, to smear, to defame, to bully, to literally they will in, use any means necessary because the end justifies the means. And whatever they have to do to get the end, the end game that they want, they're willing to do it from physical violence to professional assault to the cancel culture. It's all about their end game. And do we have anybody pushing back besides President Trump? The Republican Party seems to be caving to me, but at least President Trump looks like he's, he's still in the fight. And he's really, in my opinion, the only hope that we have to save us from what the, left, the, what the left's end game is really all about. Here to discuss this and more is Curtis Ellis from America First PAC. Get more information about them at uh, a1apac.org. You can follow them on Twitter. On Twitter, it's at Curtis W. Ellis. And uh, Twitter for the PAC is at America First PAC, P-A-C. And he joins me now. Hi, Curtis Ellis. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Oh, it's so nice to be back. Thank you for having me. Uh, sure. Okay. So um, today, um, uh, uh, the Democrat Party. I mean, it, even when even when a noose ain't a noose, they're still going to say, you know what? It, it, it it's still a noose, 
And oh, by the way, look look how good this turned out for NASCAR because because those racists over there who were so unwelcoming to black people, they had a, this gave them an opportunity to uh, to rehab their image. When it comes to uh, the um, these riots and protests, I don't know if you've heard the latest. They're you know they're, they're they've decided with coronavirus, the left has they've decided that it's not about death count anymore; it's about case count. Now they've decided that um, these the riots were a good thing. I don't know if you heard the CNN actually reported today that the riots were a good thing because people were too scared to leave their house, and so that kept the spi- the summer spikes from getting even bigger. Um, the other way in which the left is doubling down is by saying that in spite of the fact that uh, these notes came out about Flynn and the way the government went and Obama and, and Biden went after him, it's General Barr is uh, AG Barr is wrong for dropping the case. They don't double. They they double down. They don't drop anything. They never admit that they're wrong, and they continue to push. Who do we have besides Trump? Who's fighting for us? Uh, we really don't seem to have too many others at all fighting for us. Lindsey Graham uh, preempt- preemptively surrendered when he said he wasn't interested in calling former Vice President O'Biden, O'Biden uh, yeah. former Vice President O'Biden, to, uh, to testify before the Judiciary Committee about his role in the Flynn investigation and the Russia hoax investigation and the crossfire hurricane. Uh, and now we've learned, thanks to the Flynn-dication, the Flynn vindication, that uh, we saw handwritten notes from Peter Strzok saying Obama and Biden knew about this. In fact, Maybe ordered it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, Lindsey Graham has preemptively surrendered, and he said, "I'm not going to call him." Uh, we see the. I have not heard anything from the leadership of the Republican Party condemning this assault on our heritage. It's not just monuments and statues that the left is out to destroy. They want to smear the reputation of America itself. Mm-hmm. Everything you talked about, where they won't back down on the noose, they won't back down on this, on that. The the left wing of the Democratic Party, and I'm talking about the leadership of the party now, I'm not talking about rank-and-file Democratic voters somewhere who, who really vote that way because their pappy did and their grandpappy did. It's mm-hmm. a tribal thing. But the, the the leadership of the party believes that America is irredeemably racist. When they talk about systemic racism, that's a code word and a, and a, and a dog whistle, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's a code word for we need to get rid of the American system. They don't want to let the Senate debate a bill on police reform because they don't believe in the American system of debate. If you don't agree with them, you should be censored. You should be shut down. You should be shut up and you shouldn't be able to get a job in America. That's the way they're doing it. You can see it. That's what they're doing. And who's pushing back? President Trump is pushing back and nobody else really that I can see. No, in fact, I saw an interview with this Republican woman from West Virginia who said, yeah, you know, um, we should take down. Literally, this is what she said, Curtis. We should take down statutes that bug people, that people find offensive. This just isn't the way to do it. And I thought, oh, wh- why, why isn't she just she might as well just be out there with a bullhorn horn telling people, hey, wait a second. Don't 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 get out ropes and pull them down. You might hurt yourself. It might topple on you. Let me get a crew here. And, you know, uh, a union crew uh, by uh, paid prevailing wage, by the way, we're out here 
here and, and we'll take it down for you. I mean, are you kidding me? There's nobody pushing back and saying, you're not going to scrub our history. This is the greatest country in the history of the world. And if you want to take down monuments and, uh, and, and destroy and go back and blame some uh, country or continent for who was responsible for racism, maybe go back to the homeland of Africa because it, it was it, it was the Africans who actually sold the uh, these slaves into slavery if we're if we're going to go there. But we don't have anybody standing up for America. We don't even have a Republican, Curtis, standing up there and saying the Democrats were the party of the KKK. The Democrats were the party of slavery. The Democrat. No, not one Democrat voted for the Civil Rights Bill. We don't have we don't have any Republicans standing up for us. And even though, yeah, the Democrats didn't want any debate today, I didn't think that the Republicans should have validated the lie that America is systemically racist and that police departments are racist across this country and even put forth legislation for police reform. I think it was a mistake because all it did was validate a lie. Well, we were saved because the Democrats showed their true colors. They obstructed the debate. The way they should have operated is the Republican-controlled Senate puts forward its bill, debates it, adds amendments or doesn't add amendments, passes it. The Democrats control the House. They put forward their bill to defund the police, to abolish the police, to reimagine the police, whatever the, whatever the heck they want to do. They pass the bill, probably along a party-line vote. And then they sit together, sit down together in a conference called a conference committee, and they merge the two bills and they figure out uh, what can they get through both houses of Congress. That's the way it used to work. The Democrats have no interest whatsoever in making anything work. They want to make take this as an issue. Right. They think they can win in November by not solving the problem. Look, before the first knee hit the ground in the first protest, before the first brick was thrown through the first window in the looting riots that occurred as a result of these protests, before the first uh, bullhorn was taken to the streets of the first city in America, 99.999% of Americans said, we never want to see this happen. What happened to George Floyd happened to another person ever again. So nobody's mind was changed. What happened, though, is that the Democrats, the far left radicals, Use this as an excuse to say America is irredeemably racist. We have to abolish the police. We have to abolish America. We have to abolish America and replace it with a socialist dictatorship. That's the only way we're going to solve this problem. And when you start from a position like that, of course they don't want to see the Senate pass legislation. Well, the, well, there's also well, it's also this. Uh, it's also um, it, the same thing as though when they talk about the wealthy aren't paying their fair share, they never want to answer the question with what fair share means. And here, right. as it relates to this to this topic here, this issue, I I've been asking from the beginning, just like I asked from the beginning with coronavirus before these shutdowns. I said, what's an acceptable number of deaths before we shut down? Because it, well, you can't get an answer. They love it vague. They love it open ended because then they can shift the goalpost around when it comes to this topic here it's um nothing's ever good enough it doesn't go far enough but they won't tell you what the end game is i have been tweeting and asking what do you want black lives matter what do you want those to feel oppressed in this country and don't give me vague crap about how you want reform you give it to me i want abc now that one of the black lives matter people was honest and put out a list of demands and said we think what white people should give their homes over to black people and if you've got a home that's going to be willed down to somebody instead of giving it to your kids you should give it to a black person there have been a few that have been honest about it most haven't been about what the ultimate end game that they want in general they they uh, this is a movement to suppress and oppress 
oppress traditional Americans, including white Americans, is ultimately, and that gets them their their centralized system of power in the end is what they want. And nobody's willing to be honest about it. And what we need is President Trump to stand up there and speak the truth as to what they really want out of this movement. Final thoughts, Curtis Ellis. And notice he's also very quiet about all this. No one has stood up to defend America's heritage and to denounce the anarchists. Joe Biden has not done that. He gives these mealy-mouthed apologies for uh, the protesters and whatnot. But remember this. He tries to portray himself as a moderate, but nobody could possibly imagine that that weak, confused old man could possibly stand up to the passionate intensity of the left-wing mobs that are driving the party's agenda now. So I don't want anybody to fool themselves and think, well, you know, Joe's not really crazy like that, so he's a moderate guy and he'll tame the mob. He can't. No. Impossible. Incapable. And we don't really know who's going to be running it behind the scenes. Some people think it would be Obama. Um, it doesn't really matter. It will be the far left people. He He's not even going to be a seat filler. He won't even be occupying a seat. He will be so ineffectual. Really, who will be running this country is the people who share the mindset that is out there tearing down statues, taking over streets, uh, burning down businesses, and beating up people on the street who dare to oppose their viewpoint. We need to support President Trump, and I appreciate your efforts to do that. You guys... Um, um, support America First Pack and uh, follow them on Twitter. And it's um, give everybody the website for some reason. I can't find the website again. A, a, yeah, it's a1apack.org. And we're America First Pack, America First Pack on Twitter. All right. Thank you so much, Curtis there. Ellis. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, Stay tuned. We got a little bit more to talk about, a little cancel culture. And we're going to get into uh, some more deets on this coronavirus, some numbers coming out and, and what they really, really mean. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Uh, doubling down. The left is never going to admit when they're wrong. They, they exploited the coronavirus, um, and it's a real virus. I said it from the jump, it was a real virus. But they are masters at exploiting crises for their benefit. Over-sensationalized. And they, uh, absolutely, it was over-sensationalized. They lied. They used phony models to go to convince President Trump, backed him into a corner under the, under the lie of being scientists, of which uh, the heads of the CDC and the NIH and even the head of the WHO are not scientists. They are politicians. This was a political move to convince him to shut down. The first time in American history to shut down, it was based on nothing. It was based on phony models that weren't even done by the United States. It was some outfit out of of London. And it was, we got to flatten the curve. Remember, we got to flatten the curve. We got to make sure hospitals aren't overwhelmed like in Italy. Even though by the time they said that, it, the truth about what was going on with Italy was already revealed. And But they did such a masterful job of stoking fear in the minds of the American people. And once the American people believe something, it's human nature. It's hard. It, once that narrative is in, in your mind, like um, like um, the, the minds of somebody that sees a door pull and automatically thinks it's a noose. And even when being told afterwards that it's not not a noose. They still want to think it's a noose, in part because um, if you consider yourself a victim or if you have a narrative in your mind and it's ingrained there, you're going to look to validate it. You're going to look for something that's going to validate that it's true. 
versus being being willing to see that something's not true. Not to mention the fact it's that it's more I think, comfortable. Well, well, it's more comfortable. It's like P.T. Barnum said, it's easier to convince people. It's easier to con people than to convince them that they've been conned. The American people were conned about this coronavirus. But when the truth became when what happened was the American people were were willing to accept what was being told to them because they had already been terrorized with fear. So they went along with the shutdowns and when the shut, when the, when the numbers didn't bear out and hospitals weren't overwhelmed and instead hospitals across this country were laying off people, what did the left do? Did they admit that their models were wrong? No. Did they admit that it wasn't as contagious as they said it was? No. Did they admit that um, it was uh, not as, as did not have the mortality rate that they originally said no. Did they admit that they were wrong in terms of how it was tr- transferred? No. They just continued to shift it. Initially, they said we didn't need masks. So then I they, was just going to say that. First, they, they were like, they're not effective. Now everybody's got to wear one. Right. We were told that we had to have shutdowns because we were told, remember everybody was buying up wipes everywhere? You couldn't buy any cleaner? Because we were told. That it, that it was spread on contaminated surfaces. Later on, uh, nobody even told about the fact that uh, they came out and said, you know what, it's been found that it's not spread from contaminated surfaces. Did they come out and tell the public that? Did that make the news? No. So if it was supposed to be flatten the curve. Then when that proved that it didn't, that uh, that was not a crisis, then it was shifted to, well, we got to slow the spread. Then it shifted to, well, we've got to manage behavior. And that's when they came up with the mask and the six-foot distancing, even though there was never, ever any study that said that masks stopped the spread of it, that, that it was even transferred via masks. And now and, they're not talking. And I- then on top of it now, then, then it became all about, well, uh, we've got these asymptomatic people out there. Right. That's when it became, well, you, you may not have it, um, but you're spreading it. So then the World Health Organization a couple of weeks ago comes out and says, well, you know, it, we've actually done contact tracing and we found out that it's extremely rare for somebody without symptoms to spread it. Yeah. Make up your mind, people. Have they have they had they acknowledged now that it's it, 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 uh, look at look at how it went from flatten the curve to stop the spread to manage behavior. Now we've got to stop it because we've got asymptomatic people. We've got to put masks on everybody and six feet away from each other. Then we have all these riots out there when nobody is six foot away from each other. Nobody's wearing masks and and, and we don't have hospitals being overrun. So then what do they have to do to shift the narrative? Then they, now they've got to shift it to case count. Yeah, the, the deaths don't matter because it's not adding up for them. Right. Deaths don't matter because it's not adding up. Now it's all about case count. I don't care about case count. Case count doesn't matter. Let me tell you why case count doesn't matter. Case count doesn't matter. How many people have it doesn't matter with coronavirus any more than it does how many people have it with the flu. What matters is, in fact, we need more people to get it because as with the flu, as with the common cold and different strains of the flu, and if you want to minimize the out cropping of it, if you want to minimize the fallout of it, if you want to minimize the result of it and how many people die, you must have herd immunity, number one. Number two, this has a 99.5% recovery rate. It is still, and those who pass away from it are still average age 80 with multiple comorbidities. That is a fact. And nobody wants to tell you that. They want to continue to shift the narrative. They want to continue to keep you fearful. They want to continue to fear monger and all for power. Now we have Gavin Newsom and every other media outlet out there pushing case count, case count, case count. Don't fall for it. Don't listen to it. In fact, if you want to do anything for yourself, here's my little here's my little Andrea K. plug. No, what they should be talking about is immunity. Boost your immune system. I do it with Balance in Nature. I take it every day. I get 10 servings of 31 fruits and vegetables every day. 
and I feel better than ever. Get yourself some Balance in Nature. Go to balanceinnature.com. Use discount code HEALTH. Free shipping, 35% off. That's what you can do for yourself.